Welcome, you're listening to the Spa Business Mastery Podcast, a place for team and solo spa owners to learn how to scale their business growth and impact by implementing thriving systems and strong leadership. Hi, my name is Kirsten Foss, and over the past 25 years, I've been an esthetician, spa owner, and business and marketing strategist to help you plant the seeds of success needed to cultivate a truly bountiful spa business. And today I've got a guest with me. Her name is Holly Hayes. Welcome, Holly. I'm really happy to have you here. Thank you. So Holly and I are, are kind of new to each other. We, we just met recently through um, one of our um, colleagues and friends, uh, Tira uh, Crump, who I worked with Tira and I've known Tira actually for, gosh, I think since our kids, we met at a mom and baby group in the, like for swimming. So our boys are pretty much the same age and I've known her since then. So we were thrilled when we were in this mom and baby group that we are both estheticians and we've- That's awesome. And so um, she's now an instructor at Vancouver Community College and she knew you and connected us. And I love those kind of connections. Absolutely. So when I met Holly, I was really thrilled to discover that she is a waxing expert and not just a waxing expert, but she's a waxing trainer. And I thought that this was a perfect um, conversation to have uh, for the Spa Business Mastery podcast, because this month we were actually talking all about teams, you know, Mm -hmm. whether you're a solo, are you ready to uh, build and develop a team? Or do you have a team that feels like a hot mess? Or do you feel like you need to hire more? So it's a perfect conversation to go to dovetail uh, talking about team growth, because this conversation is all about team training and it's a piece of this industry that is almost a forgotten piece for most of the spa industry. Like I know like most spa owners know they have to do some sort of training with a new team member, but I feel, and I don't know if you've experienced this as well, Holly, that for the most part, there is a, there's a really big gap in the industry in terms of what owners think they should be doing for training and what they should actually be doing for training. So what mm-hmm. have you, like, what have you noticed? Um, and first I kind of want you to just talk about a little bit about what you've been doing, kind of how you got here, and then we'll dive into what we see, what's broken in training in the spa industry. And then we're going to talk about how to fix that. Yes. Well, I love talking about this topic because I have been on both ends of it. So uh, working in the spa as a manager and having to organize the training and also being the trainer who would be hired by um, spa owners to come in and do the training. So I've seen both ends of it. And I think um, it's really important. First of all, consistency is key with this. Um, Waxing is my specialty. It's my bread and butter and it has been for the last eight years. And I love going in and doing this sort of training because a lot of the time these spas don't really think that they maybe need it with waxing as much. They're a little bit resistant to it. They're like, okay, well, yeah, we'll, we'll attend this demonstration or we might get her in to have a chat. And then they start to realize that there's such a big gap there with how many things we can actually change in the waxing room. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a really interesting one to, to dive into today. So you were, so you were an esthetician for many, many years, and then you became a trainer for a waxing brand, correct? Yeah. So I became a trainer for a waxing brand that I predominantly only used in my own um, spa business when I had my own, just, just me like solopreneur. Mm -hmm. 
so I love the brand. I approached the product company because I lived and breathed it and I became a trainer for them. Uh, their global trainer for eight years, which led me to Canada, um, led me to North America in general. Um, and there's just so much uh, room for improvement here with waxing in Australia, um, which is where I've obviously had uh, most of my career. Uh, we wax all the time because of our climate. So it's much hotter. It's a year round thing. Uh, we're busy all the time in the waxing room and then coming here to North America and seeing some of the reactions on skins, some of the quality of waxes that we being used. There's some garbage waxing out waxes out there. Exactly. And I think the, and what we're going to obviously dive into a little bit more today, but so many people have the attitude around waxing that if it's not broken, don't fix it. But they're not actually realizing because there's such a mentality of the collective in the waxing world here that they've just used the same wax for 20 years in the same technique that they don't actually realize that that system actually is broken because it's all that they know. Right. Right. So, okay, so let's dive into about like that particular topic, what's broken in, in the spa industry in terms of training. So, you know, one of the big things I see um, that has a major trickle down effect is the fact that while spa owners, when they, on, when they hire an onboard, they, they do realize that there's training involved. I what I witness is that they have no idea the extent of training that they are actually responsible for. Yes. And I say responsible for, cause it is, it is truly their duty as if you are an employer, you have a duty to properly train your team in your protocols. And that is because you have a duty to your clients for consistent outcomes. And so I, I do I do experience this with a lot of spa owners who are in my coaching program. Once we, you know, they're all excited to do the recruiting and the hiring, but then they yeah. kind of fizzle out at the onboarding and training because it, it, yeah, hiring is a lot of work. <laughs> training is a lot of work. It's an investment. It's a long-term investment, but you know, it's, it becomes really problematic when, you know, they do this initial, you know, show everybody around and then this is where our products are this is how we do a facial and then they're kind of cut loose and expected to like to do really great impeccable services it's sink or swim at that point they they throw them in and and that's because you know it's hard in our industry it's hard to find good staff when we're down a staff member all we're thinking about is i need to fill that gap in the books and i need to get this person in the room so yes quite often it's a quick little tour and a rundown of product ingredients and then, yep, okay, trade test you on the waxing, quickly do a bit of waxing on my legs. Sure, you're fine to go into the room. And that's when the problems can start to happen. And it's much harder to, to fix that once yes. um, the client has been damaged, the reputation of the spa has been damaged. Or, or the, the service provider has been doing that for like a month yes. consistently and they're starting to get entrenched into these really bad habits. Yes, it's so hard like to go in and try and fix these habits that have formed. Like I always say um, I'd rather work with a, a blank canvas that doesn't have any of those habits because I can teach anyone waxing. Um, but like you said, going in and trying to fix those habits that have already formed over time is quite challenging. Mm -hmm. And this is why it needs to be a training program, not just, a, okay, we're going to be doing this two-hour demonstration on waxing today. Now remember all of that and, and go for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's unreasonable 
as a leader to expect um, that you can throw them in and they should be just fine. You may have lucked out with one employee that you can do that with, but that is not the norm. Like, you know, consistent training for that first month or two. And then it, yes, it peters out, but you still have to come back and do spot checks and you possibly have to do is like kind of retrain on something and brush it up. So it's, it, it's definitely a long-term investment um, yeah. as far as hiring goes. Yeah. It's very true. Okay. The other thing that we had been talking about before we start press record in here is about what's broken. Uh, and what you brought up was that, Often spas are getting stuck in a rut with their um, technique and their products that they're using. So can, can you expand on that a little bit more? Yeah. So I think it's important to note, um, I mean, some areas of our industry are more exciting than others. When new skincare comes out and the rep comes in with all the samples, we all get very excited, me included. When it's like, oh, there's a new wax on the market or there's something new in waxing. No one's really too excited about that. Um, however, it can be very exciting because I've literally um, trained staff members or worked with clients myself and implemented techniques that are very different, very unique, make it very comfortable for the client. And I've had clients literally skip out the door. Yeah. Like they've never had an experience like that because their skin is not red, their skin is intact, <laughs> they're not itchy, all of these things. So it's, it's really important that we keep up with innovations. You need to reach out to your local distributors and find out what's new. What am I missing here? Mm. Like, you know, I can take a waxing, waxing business and really in, increase that by like, you know, upwards of 20% getting people to rebook because some people come in and I understand waxing is quite seasonal here as well, but Obviously, when you do a treatment that's like, whoa, I've never felt that before, or my skin's not irritated, or I'm not having to deal with any of these issues after I leave the room, they always, they'll rebook. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It has to be you've got a solid client yeah. forever. <laughs> you've got them forever because once they realize this is not torture chamber, um, you know, I'm not experiencing any of those things because the team has been properly trained and they're using the right products on the right area. This is so important with waxing. Um, so many people, I still get questions to this day um, about using um, some really poor quality strip waxes on the inner labia. Mm -hmm. And that is not going to increase your Brazilian waxing business. God, no. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> exactly. So it's knowing where to use the right products in the right area and and sometimes this training it doesn't have to be a total revamp of everything it's just maybe just little tweaks tweaks exactly tweaks is the is the right word just simple little things that can be life-changing career changing for the esthetician and for the client that's on the table as we know waxing business is brows and brazilians yeah and those areas you cannot afford to have any mistakes or anything that's going to damage the skin I remember when I first graduated from aesthetics and I was going out, you know, with my, my uh, <clears throat> resume and I was going for interviews and I remember going to, I think it, I think it was Beverly's. Um, I think it was Beverly's on fourth way, 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 way back. Yes. And in Vancouver. And I, when I had this interview and I, she'd asked me to do a half, just part of a half leg wax. And so I started applying the wax and, and taking off the strips and she's like, I'm going to stop you right here. She goes, yeah. I know they teach you this in school, but it's, I think she said it's crap or something like that. She goes, this is how you do it. And she showed me how to speed wax in like five minutes. Mm -hmm. And I was gobsmacked. Cause I'm like, well, that was super easy. That's yeah. so much faster. Look how effective it is. And I, 
I, I learned that at an interview, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> which I changed sure. my whole, you know, changed my whole outlook on waxing. I was now like, okay, I know how to speed wax yeah. and my, my revenues went up. Absolutely. And it's so funny that you say like so many years ago, that's what happened because that's exactly what happens to me when I, when I get people in and I was managing a salon, um, in kits as well, um, in 2019 before the pandemic. And I would get these people in and the same thing is still happening today. I'd be like, okay, I know they teach you this in school, but you need to forget all of that. And this is what we're going to do. And even in the interview process, basically, if they came for an interview, um, I would basically teach them something free training and then they may not get the job, but they can take that knowledge with them anywhere. Yeah. I, I didn't end up getting hired there, but I took yeah. that knowledge. Yeah, with you me. remember that knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was, it was kind of one of those, you know, smack in the head about like, wow, that's so much easier and so much faster. And okay, I, I, let's move on. Yeah. It's so funny. Like my, why I have been so successful in my, in my training career with waxing is that I have a very common sense approach to teaching waxing and it's not common sense when it is taught in the schooling system. And it's never changed in the last, you know, 50 years probably, um, which is really sad because there is that big gap in the industry. And this is why people have to look for outside training. It's not just enough to get your, your license or your diploma or certificate yeah. and go rogue. You yeah. need to have a little bit more knowledge behind yes. you. Yeah. You definitely need experience. And I, you know, for those, um, estheticians that are in school and that have reached out to me and, and asked, you know, I really want to open my own business and what do you suggest? And I, I always suggest go cut your teeth in the end on the industry in a spa so that you understand how things work. Don't go straight from school to owning a business. That's a, that's hard. Yeah. Really, really it's so important to get that experience and knowledge because that's going to lead you to longer term wisdom oh, because yeah. then you've understood everything and we all have to start that way like I had to work in in many spas and I I didn't enjoy it at all to be honest <laughs> but I had to go through all of that because as because I my end goal was to become a trainer I have been successful in my training career because I understand the stresses of everyday estheticians because I lived and breathed it for so long as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, having, you know, those, those estheticians like us that have spent a lot of time in the trenches as yeah. a service provider, like we know all of those little sticky spots that seem like a small spot but when they're happening with like multiple clients a day and you know every day that you're at work they're like they kind of just wear you down and this industry is we need as much energy as we can get and to keep it and to nurture it otherwise it's that's it'll, it's a high burnout rate totally yeah and that's why we have the the turnover as well yes, yeah. and and talking about the the training that we're here to talk about today this is why so many spa owners are resistant to investing in this training because we have such high turnover yes yes so like i totally yeah that's that piece that's kind of it bumps up against each other like you know we we tell the spa owners you have to invest in training with your team but then the spa owners are like but if I do that, then they take it and go open up somewhere else or use that knowledge somewhere else. So my answer to that is always like that actually starts before you've actually hired them. That actually starts in the recruiting phase in terms of how you're recruiting and how you're kind of marketing yourself as a spa to estheticians um, and also being really clear on your values. That's a whole other topic and wrap the whole other topic. can go down into. <laughs> so, okay. So I, I wanted to talk about the last point here 
but what we feel is broken about training in the spa industry. And that is that most spas do not have a training, a documented training system. Um, It's all up in the owner's head. And every time they onboard a new team member, they kind of run them through what they remember training on. But the problem with that is that it's in your head. It's you, the likelihood of you missing little nuggets um, along the way with different people is very, very high. So um, I'm, you know, for anybody who's been listening to me for a while, I'm a huge, huge proponent of systems in your business. I totally believe that systems are, are self-care for spa owners. You know, you know, folks, we are in the business of self-care and yet the way that the spa business is run a lot of time, it's like a gong show and not supporting the spa owner energetically um, or personally or passionately. So do yourself a favor. If you have a team uh, and it feels like, you know, every, and you don't have a training system in place, the next time that you onboard somebody, like the day before you start their training, just document what you normally would do. And yeah. then once you've done the day, go back to that document and kind of judge it up in little pieces there. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. So that you can kind of build it as you go along. Yes. Even easier than that, like with waxing, um, you know, like we were saying the example of, you know, quickly get in the room and we'll show you a half leg wax. And this is like part of the interview process, but then that turns into the training process because we all need to be doing that half leg wax the same because, you want to go on vacation or someone's going to have a baby or there's always something going on in the spa that people aren't always there and the clients want consistency. You know, yes, they might have a, you know, liked Mary's personality, but when Mary's on holidays, okay, I'll go with Holly, but as long as she's doing the same thing, I'm still going to be happy. Even if I don't gel with her personality as much. Well, and that, and this is part of a solution for that concern about team members leaving is that when you have all of your team members trained in the same method, yes, they may prefer the personality of one over the other, but if someone leaves, you don't lose that whole clientele with them. You know, you can, you know, go kick into gear in terms of kind of mitigating the situation and send out an email to your client list that, you know, Mary is decided to move on, blah, blah, blah. But we want to, um, we'll be calling clients. We want to ensure you that all of our team goes through a, you know, a very specified training program, all of our team members, you know, so basically mitigating it by you're able to say, I have a team training program. I guarantee everybody's been trained the same way. And I also guarantee that you can trust going to any one of my employees. But you can't do that if you don't have a training pro- program because you don't know for sure how consistent yeah, everything is. Exactly. Yes. And with waxing, I think honestly, the easiest way is and this is what I started doing when I was actually working in the spa and training my team is I started recording the sessions. Yes. So I'd be like, here's how I do an underarm wax recording. That's always there because it's very visual. Everything in our industry visual I can read a system on how to do an an underarm wax but if you could show me a five-minute video on that I can practice that I can pause it I can I can I can be practicing on my model or my client or my sister or whoever Um, so just documenting these things recording it giving them something to visually look at that they can follow well and that actually in terms of um, learning capabilities too is that's ideal because yes you want to have that written documentation 
but having video training is, you know, not everybody learns well by reading. Um, I know I don't, but I do, I learn better by watching first and then, um, kind of brushing up by reading through. Um, but I, I do know that you definitely need things documented, written down as an owner, because you need that, that as backup. So if employees are not following protocol and you've had discussions and you've gone through retraining, Mm -hmm. you have that documentation to support you and your leadership. If you have to let them go. Yeah. Yeah. But having the, the video training for sure. Absolutely. And even, um, I also suggest in, uh, when my, uh, clients are creating their operations manuals. So when they're creating their protocols to also use photographs, Yes. So of a room setup, you know, this for a wax on a waxing trolley, this is what your waxing trolley should be, look like, you know, panned out. This is what the bed setup should look like. This is what the counter space, you know, so that they have that visual, not just kind of a, a bullet list of what's on there. Correct. And this is back to the, the, the tweak that we used before. A lot of the time with waxing, when I'm going in and doing the training, it's not always about the technique half the time it's about the room setup is your bed at the correct height so it is documenting all of these things because if you don't set them up for success from the very beginning then they're going to be all over the place there'll be you know hands going everywhere wax spilling all over the room and without that setup being correct then i don't think anyone can really be successful in waxing that is step number one yeah absolutely well i think essentially like what you just said is setting them up for success that is what team training is Bottom line, you are setting your team members up for success. Um, You're setting your clients up for success as a result of that. So, um, you know, I I still hear my small owner saying, yeah, but, you know, I spend so much time on training and if they leave, yes, that's a fear, but it's, it can be mitigated. So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater on that one. Cause just cause you're worried that they're going to take your knowledge and go somewhere else with it. And it's so interesting, like that fear, because I think my biggest message I'd like to get across to anyone listening to this today, you need to be consistent Mm -hmm. because what happens is like, you know, they might hire me to come in or, you know, um, bring in the the skincare expert or whoever it is. And we do this great like two hour session and then we commit to like, okay, we're going to focus on this once a quarter or whatever. And then suddenly things get busy. Someone's sick, someone's resigned and it's like, No, we can't, even if it's just committing to one hour training a month. And I've tried this in two salons, actually. I've tried this in a spa that had like um, 12 rooms. So big spa, massive turnover. Um, And I tried it in a smaller one that we only had two estheticians and just scheduling in that once a month training. And the pushback from the owners has always been, okay, well, we're like, we're not doing this anymore. We're too busy. (laughs) We're too busy. So we've done that for a little bit. Yes, it's improved, but we're stopping it. And then it drops off the radar totally. Well, it it just, you know, again, it goes back to that simple, the simplicity of it, whatever you focus on grows. Yes. And so, yeah, it it is frustrating, especially when you see the improvement happening with monthly training, you know, it's just like having monthly team meetings. Yes. It's the same concept. You have to make time for the team to come together to communicate. You have to make time together for the team to keep learning. Mm-hmm. Um, that needs to be kind of woven into the month. So if you're saying I don't have time, then 
you know, I would say there's probably some brainstorming to do in terms of what kind of busy work are you doing that you does is actually not really true work that is um, generating you more business, uh, growing your company, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, there's lots of busy work that we can make happen if we're also feeling like overwhelmed, right? So um, our hope, I know Holly, for both you and I is that spa owners are, are willing to be honest with themselves about where they're at with their team training, to be honest yeah. with themselves and not to beat yourself up about it, but just, you know, when we're honest, we can then do something about it. But if we keep putting our head in the sand and making excuses, oh, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. To me, that's just like, that's not a priority for you right now. But you can't then complain about your team not being up to snuff. Like you can't have it both ways, right? Yeah, no, it's right. You've got to put you've got to put the focus where you want it to grow, like you said. So thank you so much for joining me, Holly, in this conversation. I think we could probably talk for hours about this. <laughs> but what I think, you know, what I wanna want everybody um, to leave this conversation with is that um you know, as an owner, it is your duty to provide training for your team and ongoing training and support mm -hmm. um, because it's your duty to make sure that clients are being served fully, right? Yes. Um, and so we want to also leave you with, um, you know, just a couple of, of action steps. So the first one that I would like to leave you with is just having taking a, a few moments to really think about your spa training situation and your spa team situation and the outcomes that you're seeing and if you're not happy with it if you're not happy with the consistency I really would like you to just to take a few moments to be honest with yourself about what where it's been the ball's been dropped and um, you know if this is going to be a priority for you because it all it needs to you know in terms of being a priority it just means that there is uh, opportunity to look at what else is on your list of things to do. Um, and perhaps this is needs to be kind of reprioritized. And I know Holly, you said that you uh, had a little tip for people for spas yeah. that are struggling with their own training, kind of where they can go next. Yeah. So I think the first point of contact is you need to be reaching out to your distributor. So any of the product ranges that you currently use, and you know that you need to focus some training not just with the product, but with technique as well, reach out to your local distributor and find out what they're doing. I know for a fact, because that's where I've been working for the past 12 months, so many distributors are still not moving. They're not attending um, trade shows right now. They're not able to host their VIP nights like they would like to do and see you in person. So a lot of them are offering free online training or maybe even some paid online training that you might like to get your team into and just open the line of communication, get the team there to the training and see where your gaps are. Then you might like to, um, you know, find a specialist in that area. So for me, as I said, it's waxing. So then once you've, you know, maybe attended some free online waxing training with your vendor, then you might come to me and be like, okay, we can see the gap here and I need to get a waxing boot camp happening. And that's where I would come in. Wonderful. And so you are currently in Vancouver right now, but um, you also do online training with, with yep. spas specifically for waxing training. Yep. Specifically online. So basically I could have a chat with you, find out where the gaps are, put together a package and definitely get your team geared up for success. That is my specialty. Awesome. And perfect timing. It's spring. We're, you know, here yep. in, uh, I'm, I'm in Victoria and BC on the West coast. And, um, 
Holly's in Vancouver on the West Coast, but you know, spring is coming and it's definitely been really warm here the past couple of days, seeing lots of people in their shorts and skirts. So waxing season is bearing down on us, as, so to speak. Um, and so if you are a spa that has waxing services and you know that your team could brush up on that, then definitely reach out to Holly. Um, right now, Holly, you can reach her on social media. Um, where is it? It's Holly at Holly Hayes training. Yep. Instagram. Um, and just because you are, you've been kind of shifting out of the vendor world into more uh, of your own kind of private coaching and uh, training for, um, for waxing. Um, so that right now that they can reach you just on Instagram. Yeah, um, they can reach me on Instagram. And then basically I'll have a conversation with you guys. Um, definitely give you some, some free advice and then see if we can put together a package to get your team ready for this busy summer, hopefully. Awesome. Wonderful. All right. Thank you so much for joining me, Holly. It was really great to share what you know and, and your experience in the industry and especially in the waxing um, niche. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we'll be connecting. I know that you and I will be doing another little interview on your Instagram. Yeah, we we'll be going live. So May 4th. So um, yeah. Yeah, we've sort of, I'm just looking at my calendar. When did we have that for? May 4th. May 4th. There we go. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so, May- so we'll be doing another live segment. And like we said, that we could talk about some different things that we maybe wanted to go into today. We can do yeah. the follow-up conversation on Instagram. Yeah, for sure. So um, I will send out a, like a little invite and reminder just be, uh, like probably the day before. Um, so May 3rd. And uh, for those of you that want to join me live, um, we're going to be at Holly Hayes Training on Instagram that day and I think it's at noon pacific that we've got it and if you wanted to reach either holly or me please feel free to dm uh you can send me an, an email at kirsten at kirstenfoss.com and what's your email holly um it's uh holly hayes training at gmail.com wonderful awesome all right yes. thanks for joining us everyone we'll see you next time on spa yes. business mastery podcast thank you